Welcome to the second episode of Relentless Pursuit. Let's get started and dive right into it. Um, God wants to download so much today, and I'm excited uh, for what he has for you guys. And um, it's been such a blessing to my life. And um, from the last episode to today, it's been what a journey. Um, We talked about the cross the last episode, and now I've entitled this message, You Are a Christian. You Are a Christian. And I feel like taking us step by step through this salvation process is such a key essential um, thing for for the church and how we are today. Because so many of us jump from salvation to leadership without the key fundamentals of how to develop yourself, mature yourself um, in God. And we have to get equipped for the battles that are ahead of us. And I'm believing that God is going to do great things um, through this episode. And so just make sure you watch to the end because God is doing something awesome. And I'm going to open up in Acts 16, 30 through 31. It says, and he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. And so um, I was talking to someone and he was saying how he wanted to get baptized. And he was saying that, that yeah, he's he seen other people getting baptized and he wanted to get baptized. Um, and he was like, I'm ready to take that next step. But the only thing that would hold me back is what if, what if I want to fight somebody? <laughs> He was like, I want to get baptized, but what if I fight somebody the next day? Will I still be baptized? Will I still be saved? Um, And (laughs) it really was funny to me. And uh, the thing about last episode, it was about the crucifixion. And that, that was a restoration for us. But this episode, it doesn't stay at the crucifixion. It's, it's more about the resurrection, which is the, the, the salvation that we get to have, the, the, justification of our sins. And the thing is about God is that he's not so uh, legalistic as he was in the Old Testament. And when he would say, if somebody kills you, your, your brother, then you have a right to kill them. Where now is if, if somebody hurts you, then you're going to love them. If somebody slaps you on the cheek, then turn the other cheek so that they can slap it again. Uh, for the Romans, the, the Roman citizens or the Roman soldiers that were oppressing the Jews, he said, if, if they tell you to carry their, their um, armor a mile, then you carry it two miles. The, the whole meaning of it is going above and beyond in Christianity. It's going above to serve and to be um, the, the least in, in someone's life. So you can develop not only a relationship with them, but also reflect who God is. And um, our whole conversation about the cross was being, bringing people back to him. And the Bible talks about God being a gentleman, um, knocking at this door and uh, knocking at this door, waiting for his people to answer him, waiting for, for, for a response from his children, from his chosen, from his, his people that, that he's given this grace and mercy to, this love that is free. Salvation is free. And whoever has told you otherwise, that there are requirements for you to be saved, 
for there are uh, these these laws for you to be saved. Tell them that. And at the end of the day, there's no requirements to be saved. If you want to move forward, there are requirements. There are standards that God has set because the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, he raise up a standard. But God has given us this free gift of salvation. The Bible calls salvation a gift. Gift is not earned. It is not merited. It is not warranted, but it is free. And so we have to understand that because we are in him, because we love him, because we give our heart to him and believe in him, we are saved. Now, there is a, I'm going to step on some toes right now. And forgive me if I'm stepping on your toes. You do not need to be baptized in water to be saved. The Bible says, yes, the Bible does say you need to be born again. But there was a group of Christians that were being born, that were being baptized in John's baptism or baptism of repentance. Or um, they were even baptized in water. But it wasn't until they were baptized by the Spirit that they were transformed, that they were initially uh, had that encounter with God, that that complete surrender, that complete consumption of who um, God has transformed them to be. Baptism in water is an outward declaration of the inward transformation that God has begun. Uh, and so the thing about, about salvation and, and what God has done for us is that uh, it's kind of like, it's it's not not in a way not our our get out of jail free pass, but it's our safety net. What God has done for us, it it it's I have a, I have a story. So I was was with my son, and he he likes to climb stairs whenever he's around stairs for some reason. He doesn't know where he's going, and eventually when he gets to the top, he'll turn right back down and go all the way back down, and then try to do, climb it again. But the thing about my son is that. When he takes that first initial step, he doesn't look behind him. He will just keep climbing. He'll go one foot, then the other. The thing is, he doesn't make it past the first step if he's standing up. And so there was one time where he took a step. He lifted himself up. He almost got it, but then he was falling backwards. That's a lot of our walks. Is that we don't look around, we don't aren't conscientious of what's happening around us, but we still take a step that we weren't even initially supposed to take. We fell into a sin that uh, we fell into one of our evil desires. We fell into something that we shouldn't have been in, a situation, a circumstance that we we uh, allowed in our life. But the thing is, is I was right there behind my son, holding him up, and so when he fell, I was at, and I I was right there and I grabbed him. I said, "Hey." You're going to keep doing that because you're going to keep falling. And the thing is, it's not that he wanted to test me, but he, we sometimes are ignorant to the fact that our father is there to catch us. And it's okay. It's okay to fall. It's okay to mess up. But we can't stay in our faults. We can't stay on, on, on fallen. Trust me, throughout my life, I, I, I've made endless mistakes. You know, I, I've allowed myself to go down some dark paths before. But at the end of the day, God has still called me. And he's a gentleman, so he knocks at the door for you. And you run away, you run away, you run away. And then you come back because he's a gentleman. And so he's just there. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. 
and then you do it. And you're like, God, I'm sorry I did this. Don't do that. Don't do that. God, I'm sorry I did this. And then there's this one day where something will just click in you. Where you have this overwhelming sensation of peace, love, joy. You'd be like, wow, I couldn't find this in the world. But what I could find it is in the presence of God. So that's our salvation. Our salvation is always being found in Him. Our salvation is always in Him. And there's this story in the Bible where it talks about Paul and Silas and how they're in a prison and they're in chains and this, the guards throw them on the, uh, in, in the inner prison. So that's the heavily guarded, most secluded part of the prison. Um, and they're bound. And the thing about it is that didn't limit their praise. And so whenever you're in a battle, whenever you're, you feel like you're distant from God, your salvation is still there. And so because your salvation is still there, just because you fell or you sinned, and I'm not trying to give you a free pass to sin, but what I'm saying is if you fall and if you sin, if you feel like you're falling away from God, if you feel like you're running away from Him, there's still an opportunity for you to praise and pray to Him because He is a God that forgives. He is a God of forgiveness. And just as much as He's forgiven you, He's also forgiven the people that hurt you. Or the people you hurt. And you have to understand that. It, the, his forgiveness has no end. But his anointing does. And so it, you, can, you can make it to heaven. And be in the slums of heaven. In, 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 in the, the ghetto of heaven. And, and, and still just. Have that almost like a lack in you because you didn't dive deeper when you were here, when you're on earth. And so our freedom at times from from bondage, from sin, is praise. And the biggest form of praise that we could do for God is submission to Him. And so our forgiveness essentially is contingent on submission. Are we willing to say yes and give our heart over to God? Because yes, I, I get all the verses that, that people use to say, all you need is to do is recite this prayer and you're good. All you need to do is ba- get baptized in water and you're good. But at the end of the day, I've seen a lot of people that, that look like and have made choices that are going to eventually, if they continue on the path that they are on, Take them to a devil's hell. I've seen a lot of people that are in church that are doing manipulative things, witchcraft things. They're doing a lot of uh, uh, demoralizing and demonic things that are going to eventually, if they continue during the, down the path, to hell. The thing is, is that there is only one way to be saved, and that is to be completely submitted to God. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he will give you. um, And he'll give you all things. All your needs. I'm sorry. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all things shall be added unto you. And so. 
we have a opportunity, if not a requirement, to seek God. I'm believing that God is going to do great things in this generation, but if there is no one to answer the call in this generation, then there will be no move of the Spirit. And so our first yes is a complete submission to Him. That is our salvation. That is, that is us being willing to be, willing to be transformed, us willing to be uh, uh, invaded. The funny thing about that word is that <laughs> because that this was a year and a half process to make this, um, it went through a lot of changes. And first it was relentless. Then it was Solomon's Hill. Then there's a long story behind Solomon's Hill. Then it was invade. Then it was, um, man, it was a, it was a bunch of other things. And, but when I got to relentless pursuit, it was more so of a declaration that you are no longer going to allow yourself to be timid in the world. You are going to be relentless for him, for me, um, is what the Lord told me. And so the thing about Christians is that, um, I'm sorry, the thing about salvation is that, uh, it's perfectly portrayed in this story of Moses. Um, there was a deliverer, which is Moses, which in our world is Jesus. And there was a Pharaoh, which in our world is sin. It's our bondage. It's our uh, evil desire that keeps us captive. It's our, uh, it's our relationship that is completely wrong for us. That is out of God's will. It is, it is the, the person that we still run to. It is the, the, the time that we gossip, the pride that we hold on to, the greed that we keep. It's, it's the, the thing that keeps us bound so we can't walk in freedom or his promise. The thing about um, this story of Moses is that when he declared to Pharaoh, let my people go after the 10 plagues and Pharaoh let him, let the, the Israelites go, the people of God go, that the first thing that they were required to do was go worship him at the place of an encounter. So a lot of people believe it's to take him to the wilderness and to the promised land. But what God said is he said, go tell to Pharaoh that they should let my people go so that they may worship me. And the part that was crazy to me is that Moses took him, took them to the place of the burning bush, just on the other side. So where Moses had his encounter with God, he tried to bring other people to have an encounter with God and worship him. And that's what salvation is. Salvation isn't cooped up. It is boldly worshiping before the presence of God. It is boldly worshiping um, before before the, the encounter. And because our freedom is completely contingent on our praise, just as Paul and Silas in the inner prison, just as the, the, the Israelites, the people of God um, in the wilderness, our praise is a complete, um, completely, I'm sorry, our freedom is completely contingent on our praise. Our praise is submission. And so we have to give God all of our being, present yourself as a living, 
holy sacrifice because God is good and because God it will forgive because God is a God of restoration because God is a God of healing that any trauma any hurt any wound that you still carry any heaviness that you still carry any desire that you feel completely grips you God can cover it and because he can cover it worship him because God can restore worship him because God can heal worship him because God can forgive worship him and that's the thing about forgiveness it doesn't mean you merit it but it is a heart of repentance is a heart that is submitted it is a heart that is willing to say yes to the call of God and yes to him because he is your savior the cross was salvation but you're in a moment where you can declare to God and to all everything else around you. Do you believe in God? And are you willing to make him your Lord and Savior? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that if you are religious, if you go to church, if you wear religious jewelry, that you can be saved. Nowhere in the Bible does it say if you are a good person, if you do good works, if you give to charity, that you will go to heaven. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that if it, because your, your parents did this, because your family did this, because uh, uh, people are pastors around you, because you have friends around you, that doesn't mean you will merit the, the kingdom of heaven. The only way, there is one way to be saved. And it is giving your life to Jesus Christ. It is the complete submission to who he is. And he is the God of love. He is the God of virtue. He is the God of righteousness. He is a just God. And even though he is a just God, he is still here dying for you. On that cross, remember I said, why the, why, why the cross? And it was a declaration to hell that he still loves us. Why the cross? The cross is there. Because he was stapled with three nails to this cross, thinking about you. He said, Nathan, I'm dying for you. Because I know you're going to need it. He's saying, I'm get the receipts, ripping them up, just because I know you need it. He bore the weight of sin on that cross. Because he knew whoever you are needed it. And so our choice today is, are we willing to give God our yes? And I'm not even talking about diving in deeper into the waters of God. I'm not even talking about the, 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 the trials and tribulations. I'm not even talking about the gifts and the, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be anointed. I'm talking about the first step of Christ. And that first step is saying yes to him. Your worship to him, your submission to him. The Bible talks about a man named Abraham when he went to go sacrifice his son. And it was a complete uh, foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. Um, but, but he was going to sacrifice his son. And I just picture this moment. And when he was sacrificing, the Bible even says that he carried wood um, himself. He, he carried everything that it required for him to be sacrificed. Again, a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. And I just picture Abraham as he's raising the knife to stab his son for God. God calls out to him saying, Abraham, I got you. I covered that sacrifice. I'm going to give you a lamb or a ram so you don't have to do what you don't want to do. Not even what you don't want to do. Because obedience is greater than sacrifice. 
but I'm giving you a ram because I want to show you that your sacrifice right here is not necessary for the sacrifice that you're going to give to me. And your sacrifice that you're going to give to me is your life. You don't need to sacrifice your son's life because I covered it. Here's a ram. I'm going to give it to you because I covered you. The Bible says that that was the first place of worship. If worship wasn't submission, then that would not have been worship. Wow. Praise God. Praise God. The thing about deliverance, though, and the thing about worship and the thing about submission and salvation is people believe that it's an instant deliverance. It's an instant where you're not going to have the taste of cocaine. I went all the way. I went all the way to the the deep end right there. You're not going to have the okay. Let's go to the. You're not going to have the desire to lust. Thing about deliverance is there's there's times where it's boom, you can drop it cold turkey. But there's also that that deliverance where it's a constant process of deliverance. And it's a choice every single day to be submitted to him. He is, he is a caring, loving God. And it's a constant process. I know in my own life, um, I've had instant deliverances from certain things that that I had in my life. But the constant process of deliverance for me it's almost like God isn't just being a surgeon, but he's also being a loving, caring father. And he's being, he's almost like molding me slowly in this process because he knew if he took it out immediately that I would feel a gaping hole in me and want to fill it with something of the world. But he had to have me understand that the only thing I could fill that hole with is God. And so the only way that he could have delivered me from, you know, lust is if he did it through a process. Constant deliverance process, a a constant day-to-day process of deliverance. And because he did that way, I am able to sit here declaring the word of the Lord and how he had helped me overcome something that I never thought I could overcome. And so because this is episode two, we can get a little bit more real. That's why I wore my hat. I was all proper last time. Or a hat, because we're a little bit more real today. Because that that sin won't ever that that the 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 taste for sin won't ever leave you. But you're Adam and Eve right now, for example. You're Adam and Eve, and every day you're walking in that garden. Every day you're walking in 
in front of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You're like, I'm not going to pick that tree. God said I would die. I'm, there's no way I'm going to do that. I'm not going to pick that tree the next day. There's no way I'm going to pick that tree the next day. Then there's no way I'm going to pick that tree the next day. Well, that tree does look nice, but there's no way I'm going to pick that tree then the next day. But I bet you I probably wouldn't die. Ah, but I'm not going to do it. And then the next day, then you get this voice. Did God really say that you're going to die? Did God really say that she or he wasn't for you? Did God really say numbing that pain was wrong? Did God really say that 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 going with those groups of friends was going to hurt you? Did he really say it? And the reason why that voice came was because there was that. Did God really say that? Ah, but I'm not going to do that. That first initial compromise of your voice. They're walking by it every day. Who knows how long they were looking at that tree and how many days went by from the beginning um, to the fall. But at your lowest point, you can't rely on your own flesh. You can't rely on your own strength. You have to always lean on him. The thing about Christ is, is that he gave us an opportunity to follow him in every way. That including overcoming temptation. And so I, I, I present you a, a choice today. Give your life to Jesus. Or don't. And life is simple as that. Now, granted, I'm, I'm not saying that if you don't on one day, you're going to automatically go to hell. But tomorrow is never promised. Prom promise to no one. Today is the day of salvation. So let's give our life to God together. And if you haven't given your life to God yet, and you want to make that declaration, wherever you are right now, I want you to bow your head and, and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for covering my sin. I thank you for dying on the cross. I give my life into your hands. Let your will be done in my life on earth as it is in heaven. Today is the day where I accept you fully into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So thank you, everyone, for joining episode two, Relentless Pursuit. I can't wait to see um, you guys next week. Continue to watch all the way through. And don't forget, like, subscribe, and share. Share, share, share. And even when you share, share again. <laughs> um, it helps the podcast continue to grow and continue to do things for God's kingdom. See you guys soon.